755 is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty. It is on the air now. Welcome back to 755 is real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for The Athletic. I'm with my co-host Eric O'Flaherty, former Braves reliever. What's happening, Eric? Not much. How you doing, Dave? Well, Matt, it is here. Opening day is tomorrow. And uh, I'm excited, man. Coming on, I know I might not sound like it, but I'm t- so tired. Between yeah, between watching Final Four games late into the night and midnight, and uh, and uh, eight fifteen clubhouse for training and flying home last night, I'm a little tired. Well, I'm I'm looking at this uh, all these opening day rosters. I think it's pretty cool. They're they're actually putting some big time prospect rookies yes. on the opening day roster. I like that, man. That's a good rule. That's a good couple of rules they put in to uh, to uh, what were they in- incentivize that. Well, if a guy spends uh, or if a guy wins an award like Rookie of the Year, uh, or is like what is it runner up for a big up sigh or something, he gets a full year of service time anyway. Whether they brought him up in the middle of the uh, month in, two months in, or whatever, so it incentivizes teams. If you've got one of those guys that's that good, like Witt Junior, for instance. Then uh, why wouldn't you bring him up now? Because once rookie of the year, you're going to have to give him a service time year anyway, and you could have had his services for a month that you were manipulating the service time with. Yeah, then you essentially lose a month of his service. Right, yeah, I like that. Right, I was wondering because it, it, it there's Julio Rodriguez, Witt Jr. I mean, there's a few guys that are the perfect example of the guys that yep. would get held down before and need to go to AAA and work on their defense or whatever for a month, and and they made their team. So yeah, I, I knew there had to be something. Um, so I like, did you see how many pitchers the Yankees are carrying? No. Well, the Braves are carrying 15. The Yankees are carrying 16 on a 28 man roster. Well, I mean, DH in American league makes that yeah. a little easier, but it's still a lot. I mean, DH in national league now too, but yeah. Um, so we're going to look at, uh, I don't know if you saw the thing in the athletic, but they did a uh, bunch of people picked picked the winners of all the awards, winners of the divisions, and all that. And I was too busy and driving at a day game on Friday night. Anyway, I didn't get my vote in. So and it turns out zero percent, zero people voted for the Braves to win the World Series, which I thought was really kind of stunning, considering you know they won the damn thing and they got almost everybody back and. The Dodgers don't have everybody back, you know. I, I just uh, – I was kind of surprised there weren't any votes. So, anyway, I did it, went ahead and voted, told people what I, I would have voted for if I'd have got my vote in, and I would have voted for the Braves, honestly. I hate to sound like a homer, but I think their pitching staff is better than the Dodgers, and their lineup is right there, can go neck and neck with the Dodgers. But I think I like their starting pitching especially is better than the Dodgers to me with Kershaw where he is now. Yeah. And I just, I just think the Braves, with getting Acuna back – who missed most half the year last year and getting Ozuna back who missed three fourths of the year last year. I just like their team. I really do. And all the additions they made, even without Luke, that bullpen is still the best in the league. Well, they got better, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think they negated the loss of Freddie, you know, maybe, maybe you lose a little, maybe you gain a little right there, but nothing really, you know, I don't think it's anything huge change in one direction or the other. And then getting Acuna back. I mean, you won the world series without Acuna last year. Yep. This guy could win the MVP. They could, for sure. No doubt. Everybody does agree on that. Um, so anyway, 
I thought we'd go through this real quick and get your thoughts on it and uh, and 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 what and, and then we're going to talk about pitchcom the electronic pitch thing real quick get your thoughts on that but uh, just as we as we near uh, opening day because we talked a whole lot about you know what's going on with the team the other day so with, you know we handled pretty much all that uh, there were no real surprises the opening day roster I already had it last when we did this thing before I think so right we went over that so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a guy that did stand out, Bryce Elder started again. He started the first Grapefruit League game, and he started the last one, you know. Um, he's going to be in the AAA rotation. And this dude pitched seven and two-thirds hitless innings in his two starts. Walked a few guys, walked like four, got four strikeouts. But seven and two scoreless innings against the Twins and the Rays in this two. Uh, and the Rays team was a pretty good lineup. I mean, their regular lineup. So, a lot of the guys. So, it was uh, I, he he really showed well. This is a guy that you know last year was their minor league organizational pitcher of the year, guy from Texas. He's got like five pitches, man, and he plans to keep using them all because, as he said, I don't think any of them is is a is a extraordinary pitch, but all of them together is a really good is a big strength for him. Well, if you're not going to have a wipeout slider, wipeout curveball, hundred mile an hour fastball, mm-hmm. those are the guys that it's it's really beneficial to have. A lot of different stuff to show them. You know, you don't you don't show them your curveball the first time through the lineup. You show them slider or back and forth. Um, it's you know it's tough because everybody's throwing a hundred now. But there's if you look at like there's examples of Kyle Hendricks or guys that can still really really pitch mm-hmm. and uh, and put up numbers. So it's not like you can't pitch in the league if you're not throwing a hundred. It's just kind of like you know a lot of guys have just found the shortcut of training in a way that they throw a hundred and don't have to pitch as much, but. I still really appreciate guys that that know how to pitch. I thought Ian Anderson looked a lot better in his last start down there, yeah. so that was encouraging for them. He doesn't uh, scare me at all when he's you know off to a slow start. Yeah, I mean he had a terrible spring last year too, and didn't, didn't yeah. stop him once he got going. Um, so let's start with. Uh, I'm going to go the division. Start with who do you think is going to win the AL East? Uh, I was kind of surprised. Ninety-one percent of our thirty-some voters had the Blue Jays, and the others, all the rest, had the Yankees. I mean, that's what I would have voted too. I voted Blue Jays. What did you think? I think New York's just had trouble, you know, with injuries and keeping it all together. I could see the Blue Jays doing it, but they lost Robbie Ray. Yep. You know, I mean, that's your Cy Young. So they added some stuff too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they're they're looking pretty good. That division for me though is always like that's the hardest one to predict because you always have four teams. It feels like that that can do it. The the Rays for whatever reason, even when they look like they're not as good, they find a way to overperform and be in it. Um, if they do it this I, year, it'll be miraculous. With the it'd be a miracle, picks. but yeah. you never know. Yeah, um, yeah. I I probably go Blue Jays. Uh, you got uh, the NL East. It was pretty close. The Braves got 57.6% of the votes. The Mets, 364 but that was before DeGrom's yeah. latest injury and Scherzer's sore, whatever he had. What did he have, hammy? Yeah, he had a hamstring, but I think he's yeah. supposed to be good to go. Yeah, I, last I looked, they had not named their starter yet, but they probably they might have done this today. I didn't see. But anyway, I'm picking the Braves in the NL East. Easy. Yeah, me too. I don't even think it's going to be that close. Maybe I'll be wrong. And and you know what? It's not going to surprise me at all if the Phillies are second instead of the Mets. Won't surprise me at all. The Mets just—I mean, we've talked about it before. They just have so much stuff come up during a season, and they have a way of fucking up everything. Yeah, you said it. 
I mean, DeGrom, I, I just, we talked about this. I agree with Smoltz. Smoltz has said several times on the air that DeGrom is going to have to learn that he doesn't have to throw max effort. He doesn't have to throw 98, 100. He can throw 94, 96 and still be the best pitcher in the league with the nasty stuff he's got in the movement. But he's so, I don't know if he's hung up on it or if he just thinks he had, if he, if it's a, if it's a, he likes to just try to overpower guys. But Smolsey doesn't think with his size, with his build, that he could stay healthy doing that max effort. And so far, Smolsey looks correct. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't ever watch DeGrom and think he's overthrowing. Yeah, he's a he's a great athlete. He's tall. He's got long levers. He gets great extension. And his delivery's his delivery's pretty clean mechanically. Um, I think he's able to throw as hard as he does just because of the athleticism and being that tall. Um but Smoltz has some serious experience. So if, if he's seeing something like that, yeah. I'd, I'd give it credit. I just don't know that. Like for me personally, when I tried to throw a little slower and take something yeah. off, I lost control. You know, it's going at this 90, 95% effort. I could hit the glove. When I tried to take something off or, or take a step back, it messed up my timing. It messed up everything. So that could be another reason he's, the you know, sticking to that. I mean, you'd have to talk to DeGrom to know if he's trying to throw hard or if that's just what he does. I think it's just what he does, but he could, you know, it's, it's not as easy. Right. You know, I, talking to a hall of famer that they're like, yeah, just take some off. But these guys are so special that they can do things like that. I don't know how he would pitch at 95 if he'd have the same control or life on his pitches. Right. Uh, we got AL central white Sox are the runaway favorite. Of course, 85%. Interestingly, Tigers, 9.1, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I have Tigers as my most underrated team. I, I think the Tigers are going to be good. I don't think they're going to catch that. stay with the Sox probably because Sox just have so much talent, such a big payroll. But the Tigers are going to be good. They have a lot better this year, I think, than people are expecting. Yeah. I'd go White Sox. I mean, yeah, that is, that's an easy one for me. NL Central, Brewers-Cardinals. It's going to be interesting to see what Pujols does, but uh, it's not enough difference to uh, make up the ground between them and the Brewers with the pitching staff the Brewers have. That pitching staff for the Brewers, for me, I mean, three, three really, really tough games. You're Every time you play them, you know, you're going to deal with one of those guys. I think with that staff and Hater at the back end, I, I feel pretty good about the Brewers. They don't have a great offense, but they got enough, right. I think. Um, they got a great park to hit in, though. They sure do. Let's see what happens with the with the with the Cardinals. They so they have certainly surprised people a lot of years. You know where you just weren't expecting the Cardinals <laughs> yeah. to be great. They call it the Devil Magic. You got the last run of Wainwright and Yachty. Probably you got yeah. Pujols and Pujols. You got that trio going. Isn't that something? It's going to be like turn back the clock, man. A decade. Yeah, and him going home to to where he's had nothing but success. He could, I could see him kind of getting rejuvenated going back to St. Louis. How about that timing for the DH? How'd that work out for them? Jesus. Perfect. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people buy tickets to go see Pujols in his last trip to St. Louis, uh, last run with St. Louis. Oh, yeah. And when they visit all these ballparks where people watched him for, you know, all his career, his fabulous career with the Cardinals. Um, who win the AL West? This one's a good one. This is by far the closest of the divisions as far as People picking, there are guys picking, and I think it's like that way everywhere. There's a lot of difference of opinion. Mariners edged out the Astros in our poll. Mariners with 42.4, Astros 39.4, and I'm going to vote Mariners myself. 
Yeah, it, well, I think it all comes down to what uh, Julio Rodriguez does and Kellenick too. That Kellenick's that super prospect they got in the Cano deal. Um, uh-huh. He kind of struggled when he came up, but he's had a good spring. Robbie Ray. <sighs> they got Robbie Ray and Robbie Ray. I mean, we'll get to the all the Cy Young stuff, but he's pitching in Safeco versus you know mm-hmm. Toronto. Um, I just, you know, the Mariners kind of have a little bit of that Mets thing where things just seem to go wrong and they haven't made uh-huh. the playoffs in how it's like 20 something years. Um, wow. That's and the Astros are, Astros are doing it every year. So for me, I'd stick with the Astros, but they're definitely, you know, this is as close as it's been. Uh, and hell of a bullpen with the Mariners too, right? Yeah. Uh, you got the, uh NL West. Uh I, I just don't see the Dodge the Giants repeating what they did last year, especially with Buster Posey no longer around. He was such a yeah, leader. I agree. Uh you lost Gossman. Um they're not spending quite as much, I don't think. But anyway, they they I just don't think they have quite the talent to do that two years in a row what they did last year. And I think the Dodgers are about do as good as they year. were last year. They'll probably win hundred games again, the Dodgers. Yeah. So yeah, I'm picking the Dodgers there. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. What are you about uh, AL MVP? I think Trout. I think Trout's going to stay healthy. I think people forgot about him because he's been banged up. But I agree, man. I'm shocked at how few people voted on Trout because I thought the same thing. Yep, six. We had nine for Aaron Judge, twenty-seven on Shohei Otani, and forty-two on Vlad Guerrero. Well, I, I mean, pick, he's a he's a good pick too. Yeah, I pick Guerrero, but I'm like you. If Trout can stay healthy, for some reason, I just think this might be the year that if Trout stays healthy. I just he's not quite old yet, you know. He's not on the downside yet, and he ha- and he's just due to stay healthy, you know. Calf injuries, well, that kind of thing. You if know, he, he hasn't a, had major injury. No, yeah, I mean, it's just been weird stuff. The calf ended up being a major when he's not so damn long. But if he can play yeah. 145 games, I think he'll win the MVP. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Guerrero, but it's with a caveat that if Trout plays 145, he's gonna win MVP. I like I don't that, know how that's do. where that's where my head's at too. I just think um, he's you know I I would say Otani too, but I don't see Otani you know pitching and hitting and doing the whole I thing. Either. I I love watching it, but I just think it's you know it could be pretty tough on him to stay healthy long term. And he did it you know last year he was pretty healthy, but yeah. Well, that new rule they have where he could start a game um, pitching to hit. and stay in as a, as a DH. What do you think of that? Pretty much the Otani rule. <laughs> nobody else yeah, is going to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's his rule. Nobody, Yeah, nobody else is doing that. But, I mean, Max Freed could do it, I guess, but he's he'll not going to start a few out more. the game as, as a DH. <laughs> well, he'll get a few more at-bats, but I don't even know. I mean, if you – if you pitch, say you pitch like six innings, come out of the game, and you sit to your next at bat in the eighth, hit a double in the gap and try to run full speed. I don't even Not know if I was ice. managing if I was managing if I'd want to take that chance with him. Not ice or anything like that. Well, yeah, I mean, does he does he go take care of his arm after he's done throwing? Does he get his running yeah. in and then go DH or? How, that's a tough one to manage. I guess the timing matters, you know. Yeah, the timing when he's up next inning, that kind of thing. Um, I tell you what, the, I think the sleeper there is Luis Robert, man. That guy's a stud. Yeah. He is a he's a big boy, man, and he's he can hit. Yeah. Um 
NL MVP, a runaway favorite among our voters, Juan Soto. He is a media darling, isn't he? Because he's the OPS machine, metrics machine. But I tell you what, I voted for him only because I think Acuna is going to miss about a month. Yep. If Acuna gets back in two weeks instead of the full, plus Acuna's coming off the ACL, it just might take him a while to get going. But it, yep. it's not going to surprise me if Acuna does it, man, if he wins MVP. It really won't. Soto, the it, problem, he's going to be on a terrible team. Yeah. That was my only hesitation. But when you sent me the text about this, all this, I was like, that Soto was the first guy that popped into my head. He's been consistent. He has great at-bats. I mean, some of the balls he hits to left center mm-hmm. that are just, you know, he doesn't yeah. have to swing hard. And I've seen some interviews with him recently at, talking about hitting and talking about he knows what pitchers are trying to do to him. He sounded really, really smart. You know, he's not up there just just wailing at, at, at anything close and ha- just has this great hand-eye coordination. He's thinking mm-hmm. through his at-bats and kind of like a more of a Votto type of mindset, the dish, not, not just trying to bash, but – you know, I he was the first guy that popped into my head, and I hate just picking the obvious choice, but that's that's who I went with too. If I'm not mistaken, isn't Andre Dawson still the last player to win to MVP from a last place team? With I'm Cubs? not sure, but I think he, he still is. He was for a long time. I think he still is. I can't think of a recent one that did. I mean, you had. I think it's changed a lot in recent years, though, because you've had Cy Young winners yeah. win 11 games. Oh yeah. Definitely metrics are plays such a more important role now than, you know, place of the team does, but still we'll see. Uh, I don't know what I, kind I of, I haven't, what kind of backup so has in that lineup either. Cause he's an easy guy to just say, we're not much. letting him beat us. Trey Turner isn't in there anymore. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's a, that man, the Nats have got to, they've got to get going again. Cause you don't want to waste this guy's best years. And this, I mean, he is so good right now, you know? It's creeping into that trout territory where it's yeah he really is offensively defensively still not great he's just oh, serviceable yeah that's, I just mean trout territory where you have right. this great player and you're not going to the playoffs. oh yeah 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 uh, who will win the AL Cy Young did I do uh, yeah we did AL MVP who will win the AL Cy Young now uh, Garrett Cole was the big favorite on ours forty two point four percent I voted for the second place guy here Giolito. I went Robbie Ray. I, you know, I know it's tough to repeat, but going to Safeco versus pitching in Toronto for me is mm-hmm. a huge difference. And the thing I like about him is he's not tricking anybody. Yeah. He's he is just aggressive and pounding strikes and and coming right after people left handed. Um, I think it seemed like he really uh, kind of fed off of being in a, on a competitive team last year, mm-hmm. and he hasn't pitched in a pitcher's park yet. You know, for his home stadium. So I think, you know, with it being hard to repeat and everything, for me, he was the guy I looked at like he's the most likely to have another huge season. I, for whatever reason, I, I think New York's been hard on Garrett Cole. I do too. He has not been the same since he got there. He's been had flashes of brilliance, but he has not been the same. And they got rid of the sticky. Yeah, no doubt. He's still getting used to that. Or hasn't been able to get back to where he was before that. The facial hair and the sticky. Yeah. Probably the sticky was more important. <laughs> you never know, man. I heard Brian Wilson got offered like $2 million by the Yankees toward the end of his career and wouldn't go because they wanted him to shave. Wow. I didn't know that. Some guys, you know, this confidence thing or whatever it is. Brian Wilson. Oh, the, the Giants closer. Yeah. Remember he had that crazy yeah, oh, beard? Oh, yeah. He was the first with the huge beard. Yeah. With the hardened beard. 
Remember how yeah. weird it looked on him because he was the first guy to have it. And then because well, he then has within, a red one and he dyed it black. And then went two. Oh, he his was red originally. Yeah, I've seen pictures, old pictures of him with a wow, you know shorter beard. That. And it's it's kind of reddish, and then he that's why he never grew it because he didn't like the red. So then he just grew it long and dyed it black. And so it looked, that's why black. it looked like it was painted onto his face. Just jet black, yeah. And then within what two years, uh, about fifty guys in baseball had the big huge beards. That was the yeah, thing overnight. for the while, man. Not many now, but there were a ton for a while. Yeah, trends in baseball. You know, a lot of guys <laughs> just jump on board. Facial hair, man, in baseball. Long hair, uh, the hater hair. There's a Braves guy, minor league camp, a Braves prospect that's got the hater hair. It looks just like him. Really? Body and hair, yeah. <laughs> there used to be this haircut that everybody was getting. It was like kind of a, uh, a mullet or like a faux hawk, but with a mullet in the back. Yeah. A shorter one, but uh, we call it the, the Gwinnett Braves haircut because every prospect coming up, you know, they, they want to look like they belong. So every one of them had to have that haircut when they got called up. <laughs> Who will win the NL Cy Young? Uh, again, the runaway favorite, Walker Bueller over Scherzer. Um, I went with, a, uh, I went, tell me a contrarian, but I went with Zach Wheeler. I just thought Zach Wheeler last year was pretty phenomenal with the Phillies and with Nola back this year to give him a little more support. I think Nola will be back closer to normal. I don't know. We'll see. Wheeler, to me, though, looks like he's at the peak of his career now. He's really hit the peak of his career and figured things out. And He's got he's dominant stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he's had the stuff deep. the whole time. He's just been hurt so much. That, he goes that's, deep. Yeah, he does go deep. For me, it's it's the injury stuff that that yeah. kind of shied away from him on that, just because you know he, the Mets got like one good year out of him, and he he yep. turned that into however much he got from the Phillies. But I went with Scherzer because I think the the Mets are going to let him ride and really pile up innings. I don't know how many more years he can do it, and and yeah, maybe this is the last one, but I think he's got one or two more years where he'll throw, you know, two hundred innings or something like that. And when he's when he's pitching, he doesn't get hit. Man, the, the the all the little nagging stuff that's starting now though that it just yeah. used to you could just count on penciling him in for seven eight innings you know yeah. every game. That might uh, also be though. That might also be him saying something when something comes up too though, like getting a little right. smarter with it, not just pitching through it, trying to last. Um, my sleeper there, the dude for the Giants, man, who was so dominant in the postseason. Oh yeah, for a while. Logan Webb. Yeah, that guy is nasty. Yeah. I didn't think of him. He's he's going to be the race this year with Gossman yeah. going. You know that uh, he's he, he pitched he's against impressive. the Braves. One, yeah, saw him in person against the Braves. Man, Oof. nasty and great presence too. Good presence. AL Rookie of the Year Bobby Witt is the runaway, fifty-seven point six percent over Julio Rodriguez. Hard to go wrong with Bobby Witt. He's going to play all the time. He's going to get every chance to play, and he looked ready last year when he was up. In spring training, he looks – he's not at all afraid. So I picked this before I heard the news that he was on their team, but I went with Julio Rodriguez. I mean, it could be either guy, but yeah, this Julio Rodriguez, man, he is – I like him. He's a, he's a freaking stud. And I think he's got a good mindset and a good attitude to, to kind of do it. And I just think, you know, it's not supposed to come into the voting, but I think the Mariners are going to be a lot more competitive. Mm-hmm. So I think that could come into play too. Uh, and I met when Witt was up this year in spring training with the big league. And last year, he was in spring training with the big club last year as well. Oh, so yeah. 
he hasn't debuted yet. So, but he's going to be on an opening day lineup, and he's going to play yeah. all the time. I think he's going to be the oh, regular. So, yeah. yeah. So, put up huge numbers in the minors. Um, you got. Uh, let's see. We got in a rookie of the year. You know this one. This one. So I, I hate picking Suzuki, but he's going to win probably. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think it's. I just do think. I, I'm surprised there still isn't a rule against guys playing. Uh, in Japan, especially because I thought Chipper should have won over Nomo that year. Nomo won. He'd, had, he'd already been an established veteran in Japan. I just think it gives them an unfair advantage and that it wouldn't be that hard for MLB to cite a couple of leagues, Japanese league, obviously, higher leagues, you know, where it's closer to pay. You, you know, it's not like I'm not saying if you play winter ball in Venezuela, you shouldn't be a rookie of the year. But, right. but Japan and also Korea, there's a lot of guys going to Korea now are coming out of the Korean league. So, but I don't think you should be able to play in Japan for however many years and come over here and be considered a rookie. But as long as that's the rule, you know, he's got to be the favorite. What if they at least put an age limit on it? Because I know Japan's yeah. not quite MLB, but right. if you had a guy that was 25, you know, maybe he's got some right. jitters and stuff. But a lot of these guys are 29 years old. They've learned almost everything they're going to learn in baseball at that point. And that's, you know, that's the hardest part about being a rookie is finally squaring up with competition that can handle you. Um but that's, I mean, that's who I went with, too. I just felt like a pretty easy choice. Uh, best off-season acquisition. That was another one of our choices here, just uh, in both leagues. Uh, and Freddie Freeman edged out Max Scherzer for this one. I'm going to go, again, at the risk of being a homer, I'm going to go with Olsen. I just yeah. think with what they – knowing that they got Olsen and then signed him to that eight-year deal – I love what they did because you lose Freddie Freeman, you know, arguably the most important guy on the team with the leadership he brought and all that, and you replace him with a guy that I don't, I don't know that you're gonna, you're not gonna be as good or better with him in, in the next by five years. I'm sure you're gonna be better with him, but I, you might be better this year, you know, like you said, it's gonna be a little bit better or a little bit worse or the same, but I don't think it's gonna be big in any direction. Well, does the, I guess the contract doesn't. It's just the player you're getting, but I mean, getting him for that deal too, you yeah, know, makes it a great acquisition for me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, for me, it's it's a toss up between Freddie and Olson. And by getting Olson, you were able to go out and get guys like Jansen and McHugh too, with that yeah. money that you saved. So maybe Eddie Rosario. I don't know how many of those guys you would have got if you'd have given Freddie a, a contract with you know close to a thirty million dollar AAV instead of the fifteen you're paying Olson this year. So, uh, yeah. Freddie and I think Freddie and Olsen are the two for sure ahead of Scherzer to me, especially with what you paid Scherzer. But you know, shouldn't have to worry about what they pay him. Just how was the pickup? But I like I like what Freddie and and what Olsen are going to do for their teams. I think. Yeah, I agree. And and Carlos Correa was a hell of a pickup by the Twins. I don't like the contract because he's going to probably opt out, but he's going to make a difference for them, and they could make a run at that division for sure. And and it'll be because of him, a big part him. You know, another one I didn't say it mentioned, but another one of my real sleepers for MVP. I know it's he's never done it yet, but if he stays healthy, if he stays healthy, Byron Buxton, Buxton could win <laughs> MVP. He's that good. He's that good. Derek that guy Lowe can used do to have that everything. quote. <laughs> Derek Lowe, anytime they'd be, you know, MLB Network would be blowing some guy up. 
Yeah. That's hurt a lot. He just, he'd be walking by the TV on his way to do some more exercise or something. He'd just say, when healthy, <laughs> you know, anytime guys that are hurt a lot come up in a conversation, he just screams yeah. when healthy. But this guy's I not mean, just it's, it's such really a kicker. good. He's, yeah, no, this he's guy's, like, he's troutish. When yeah. When he, healthy. He's like he's trout, trout. Yeah. With what he does in center field, this guy, I mean, he should win a gold glove and, and he could be an MVP candidate if he stays healthy for sure. He could rake too. Look at his numbers last year. Oh, he was shit. His offensive see, numbers. If you were like a Twins fan, I mean, I I see some. I come across some of their stuff on the internet, and it's just like, he's this is the year him. he's staying healthy. This is it. You know, that's every year yeah. they go through it where he's putting up these crazy numbers, and then some. The, the thing that sucks about guys like that too is like, it's not always you know a hamstring or something like that. Right. Then it'll be this random thing where they fall down a staircase or they run into the wall, and he does that too on on top of like baseball injuries or and natural muscular injuries right they have freak things happen to them the one year they are staying healthy but some guys just seem to have this curse where it's just something's coming up every year another one of the many many georgia high school kids by the way yeah he's a stud from a little town in south of georgia out in the middle of nowhere um Let's see the other – oh, two other interesting ones here. Most underrated team going into the season. I already gave mine earlier. Tigers for me. Mariners might be underrated too, the people that aren't picking them to you know, win the division, obviously. But I think a lot of people know Mariners are going to be good after last year. Yeah, they know now. But I still – I mean, I think I think Kelnick could do pretty well and, and Rodriguez too. And then you got a Cy Young winner. I'd go with the Mariners. Even though I don't know if they're going to win that division, I still think they're a little underrated. Because last year was looked at as like a miracle they got 90 wins. But this year, I would expect them to. I think the Marlins could be underrated this year, too. Nobody's expecting anything from them. I think they'll finish ahead of the Nationals in the East for sure. That ain't saying much, but they could they could be surprised. But I like the Tigers, though. I really like some of the moves they made. Most overrated team going into the sea. Uh, this one will not be a surprise easy. to anyone. Yeah. Easy, easy. Mets for me. Yeah, I think so too. Followed by I, the other I, New York team, the Yankees. I think the Dodgers right. too. You know, I, I think that I think they're obviously favorites to get to the World Series and or at least match up with the Braves and 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 try to get there. But I don't know how long they can keep it up. And it's like they just get picked hands down. You know, like you said, no no writer picked the Braves to win the World Series. Which is crazy, man. It's yeah. crazy. So, I mean, just the fact that everybody just hands it to the Dodgers now, I think that's a little, you know, that's a little high on them. Yeah. I got the two New York teams there. And uh, also, remember how much money in the early going the Rangers spent? Yeah. They're going to be terrible still. They're going to be bad. <laughs> and they spent a lot of money. Well, I thought about Seager as the best acquisition, and then you just think about it, and you're like, does it even make that big a difference, you know, yeah. getting a guy like that if you're still not going to be very good, you know, if you're going to finish in third or fourth place? Yeah, they got two middle infield studs, man, or two infield studs. Guys, let's take a quick break, and then we'll finish up the show. Pitchcom system. Used last year in low A West. And at spring training this year by a bunch of teams, I early on we asked Snit about it, and he was like, uh, you know, yeah, Snit, yeah. Snit much, not much into that technology. I don't know <laughs> if more Braves started using it as it went along. Everybody could, was free to use it if they wanted to and try it out. Uh, did not sound like it's going to be a big deal with the Braves, but if somebody wants to use it, we'll see. But it's kind of everybody's kind of got to be on the same page, you know, as far as the catcher and the pitcher and all that. 
because everybody's got to be invested in it. But it, what it is is uh, it's called PitchCom, and basically it allows the catcher to send pitch signals, call the signals to the pitcher without putting down fingers. So you're not shaking the catcher off. He's not painting his fingernails white or a bright color. The, the uh, guy at second base is not looking in to try to steal, and most importantly, teams aren't setting up like the Astros did or whatever to put cameras in center field fence somewhere out there or, stays, or stake somebody out there uh, with binoculars or whatever to illegally uh, discern signals and, and, and pass them along. So all the technology has basically caused MLB to come up with this rule to try to fight that technology so that people can't steal signals anymore. I mean, the only other thing you could do is a lifetime ban, you know, yeah. if you got caught doing it. Right. But, I mean, it's like the steroids. I mean, they, they started doing 80 games, and how many guys got popped this offseason? Mm-hmm. You know, and they'll always say I ate a weird steak or I couldn't get my wife pregnant or some weird story of why it got in their system. Right, but it's right. not happening to everybody, you know, or, and you got to be more careful than that. But I just think this pitch comp thing is just kind of a necessary – you know, I hate it. I think it's lame. I don't want to see a pitcher doing this or tapping yeah. his earpiece or however they're doing yeah. it. I don't like it, but I think it's just the cheating has gotten so out of hand. You have to have something to combat it that you know, um, you know, another team's not going to get into. But it's like whatever that communication system is, there's enough nerds around baseball who's saying they yeah. won't find a way to hack that. Yeah. That's that's why I think the, the best thing would be to make the penalty so extreme if you got caught cheating that nobody risks it. And for me, with all the steroids and stuff back in the day, losing your rep, ruining your reputation, losing credit for anything you've accomplished in your career in an 80 game suspension, I would never think about it. But some yeah. guys do. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it's just something that they I feel like they have to do. I'll be happy if the catcher's not jogging out to the mound six times an inning. Right. You know, yeah, that to, yeah. That, to that shit's a pain in the ass. Um it'd be nice if people signs. just wouldn't cheat though, but you know, you can't get that lucky. And, and you know, all this came about during this during this century with all the video in the, that's in ballparks now because that didn't used to be the case. There's video everywhere, and it's kind of hard to uh, discern which is legal video and which is set up to, you know, for illegal reasons and batters going back and watching – Watching a pitcher back in the uh, in the tunnel or back in the batting room that most teams have near the cage in these new yeah. ballparks. So all the video uh, prevalence is what's cost that has led to all this. So yeah, but um, you also can't have a guy sitting out in center field with binoculars. You know, right. like I right. think Bautista or somebody or the Blue Jays. Some some teams have been accused of having guys, yeah, sit out in center field with a white t shirt and binoculars. You know, he's not going to be able to pick that either, even without uh, technology. Yeah, I hate I hate like you do. I hate the I hate the fact that uh, you know I, I I enjoy watching a pitcher look in, shaking off a hit, shaking off a catcher. You know, or yeah. you know, confirming or whatever. That's kind of cool. Then you know what's coming or whatever. But uh, I hate catchers going out and having to change the signals with a change the signs with a pitcher in the middle of an inning or or clarify what's wrong. You know when they're when they're not on the same page and all that. Uh, you know the gamesmanship, a guy at second base looking trying to steal signs. I kind of like all that. I mean, it's just when it got when people went over the line and people go, well, well cheating's cheating. Well, no, it's not because it's always that's always been part of the game. You know, being at second base, you're not cheating if you're trying to get the signs from second base. That's just part of it. If you're doing it with your eyes and you're not using a device to help you do it, it's always been viewed as part of the game. So, and if a pitcher wants to make you pay for, you know, if you're a hitter looking back out of the corner of your eye and a pitcher wants to put the next one inside and make you pay, 
I always kind of liked all that, but eh, it's part of it, you know? It's like uh, the, team, the game gets more modernized and they clean up all that shit, the fun stuff like that, or the, uh, the you know, the tough, some of the tough, the, the, the areas of the game where people exhibited toughness. So yeah, anyway, it's all part of it. Anymore. I think the gray area with the guy on second now is what I heard is teams were using algorithms to pick the signs. So they'd have some, you know, they'd have somebody on a computer watching on TV, right? type it in each sign right. and run it through an algorithm. And they'd, they'd solve this puzzle of what they were using, what the sequencing was on their signs in like yeah. two pitches. And so then, you know, that even that got out of hand to where guys were going to second base and they knew the pitcher's signs ahead of time. They'd do it a series ahead of time and they knew what each reliever was using, each starter was mm-hmm. using before they even got there. So if you if you know they're using like, you know, follow two and you look at that and you get two pitches right on second base, you got it on the third pitch, give them the signal yeah. and you go from there. So even technology even kind of screwed that natural sign stealing part of the game out, which yeah. no baseball player has any trouble with a guy on second base peeking in and looking at the signs and trying to pick it like that's just gamemanship. That's part of the game forever. Once technology gets involved, is what kind of pissed yeah. everybody off. So it'll be interesting. It was a, it was a, it was a approved by MLB to use. So just some teams are going to be using it this spring, especially or this season, especially ones that tried it in spring training got to handle it. Some of them liked it, and some of them didn't even give it a chance. So we'll see. Uh, I, I like what uh, one of our Twitter followers said, kind of what you just said. He said, "I'm torn on one hand. I don't mind seeing technological improvements in the game, but there is something romantic about the nuances of baseball and the nonverbal communication on the field between players. Too bad oh, technology, yeah. too bad technology was abused by teams to get an unfair advantage." Well, you watch a, a a big movie, right? Like it's the camera zooms in on major league or something to that one sign flashing down, and then the catcher pounds his glove. Yeah, you know, what's that moment like if he's looking at his watch or is you know yeah, touching exactly. his ear? You know that that's kind of stuff that's that's just ingrained in baseball that you love. But yeah, I mean, I I'd probably reluctantly use it and just you know as a pitcher, it's really nice not to have that doubt when you go to throw a pitch and you have to wonder if the hitter knows what's coming. You know, it's yeah. such a distraction. It, yeah. it would probably cut down on a lot of big innings because the thought in your head that this hitter might know what's coming and then they do take the slider, you're like, shit, now you're not throwing with confidence and you mix up the signs. That's why you see right. them doing all that because right. any time a hitter takes a pitch that you feel like they shouldn't take now, you yeah. have to have that question in your head. Are they cheating? Do they know my signs? What's going on here? And to just eliminate that side of it and kind of streamline the game, I'm cool with. So I'd, I'd probably use it. I'd feel like, you know, I wouldn't feel... I feel like I was cheating in a sense or, or doing it wrong, but right, take a shortcut I'd do it just, yeah, I'd, it'd feel like a shortcut, but I'd still do it just to not have to worry or, or wonder if the hitter knows what's coming. Yeah. All right. Well, there's some pitchers, obviously they're not going to care because they, they, they don't care if the hitter knows what's coming because they're still going to yeah. blow it by. <laughs> yeah. But, but most pitchers aren't that fortunate. So yeah. Kenley's not going to have to worry about it. He throws one pitch. Yeah. All right. Well, Ready to go. One more day. Just to think where we were, you know, a month and a half ago with wondering when, when we're going to get started, if we're going to miss half a season, are we going to start at the all-star break, all that. It's kind of, this is kind of cool that we're starting barely just a week over, but you know, it's the first time I, at least probably since 95 is the last time I could have figured that triple a uh, minor leagues actually started before the big leagues. Yeah. It's weird. They played last night. Muller pitched really well. They lost, lost two, one, but he pitched really well. Tukey goes tonight, so they're going to have two games in before the Braves play their first. 
Big weekend here. It got cool, unfortunately, and, and a little bit rainy. But uh, Saturday, it's going to be chilly, man, like low in the 40s. So it's going to feel like the start of a season should in most places. But there, the yeah. weather had been beautiful here. You could have had spring training here most of the time. It was that pretty. But now it's uh, it's getting chilly just in time for opening day. So it's going to be interesting. Big, A lot of big stuff. The Braves are giving out their rings on third game Saturday. And they're going to hang that banner or unveil the banner at opening night tomorrow night. So. It's gonna be cool. Oh, they're selling cool. standing. They're selling standing room only tickets. Braves, by the way, are the number one highest uh, uh, price on StubHub on the secondary market for tickets. Oh how yeah, about that yeah. They should be. Yeah. I mean, it's, how many times you get to go to a, a opening day after your team won the World Series? No. Yeah. I mean, all for the for the season right now. All their tickets. Are, oh, all tickets. They're leading on StubHub. Yep. Yep. Oh. So we'll see. See if that lasts. All right, we'll uh, we'll do another of these after they play a few games, and we'll we'll get into our uh, three three times a week schedule, and hope everybody keeps following us and rating us and all that on YouTube and Spotify and Apple and everything else. All right, seven fifty five is real. We are out. All Appreciate right. it, everybody. Yeah.